The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix Podcast. Tune in today. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. How she do you sells, warm up, Jonathan? What's it. your vocal warm up? It's just embarrassing noises mostly. Just like uh, I got taught to do uh, blue raspberries. Hold oh, yeah? the corners of your mouth and blow raspberries. Like, How do you uh, hold the corners? So, uh, like uh, with your with your mouth mu- mouth muscles, you know. Oh. Like, oh. Wow, that's really good. Wow. You're like, that's a little, a like, like a little dinghy with an outboard. If you got to uh, engage your diaphragm, you know. Oh, God, I don't even know where my diaphragm is. Kia ora, welcome along to The Real Pod. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. What a week it's been. What a week. I think this week of Married at First, I'm going to say something crazy. I think it has been the, the best, best week of reality television <laughs> ever. Whoa. In the Antipodeans. <laughs> Wait, how do you say that? The Antipodes. <laughs> I thought you were going to like come with me on that I journey. I was, but I didn't know you. I was just going to say... The best week so far. Oh, no. You no, really, no, no. You went on, you, we, you took the long road. I'm making a big call. Do you not agree? It was a great week. Um, I didn't get all the screeners in time and had to watch via not as good quality versions, mm. which was um, which was just not nice for me eyes. Where are you going for that? You're going for YouTube. You're going on YouTube for oh, that. I don't know. Um, but it was, yeah, it was bloody, uh, oh, what a week. What I want to go on a couple's retreat, like, very soon. What a genius innovation. So good. Just when you think they've done it all. Anyway, we will get on to maths chat soon. Should I introduce the, podca- introduce the podcast? Uh, it's and unnecessary. But. This is The Real Pod. It's your reality TV recap and real life in New Zealand podcast. My name's Jane Yee. I'm joined by Alex Casey. Duncan Grieve is on holiday. He's extremely unavailable, which is mm. what his, um, his out of office says. He's extremely offline. So we won't get his reckons this week. It's a shame. It's a shame. We've got Jonathan here. He's recording. He's on mic. Kia And I'm actually going to need to speak to Jonathan because I can't speak to you about Batch NZ. Okay. So I'll just sit here. Let's go into the real news. Right. Jonathan, you've not seen a single second. No, I haven't. Okay. Alex Casey can't talk on Batch NZ because she worked on it. Contractually, she's not allowed, so we've put her in a soundproof room. And uh, it's just you and I, Jonathan. All right, bounce off me. Okay, so the Bachelor and Bachelorette after the final row specials were mm. on this week. There was also a pool party that played tonight. That was something I think they did last year as kind of some sort of a promo thing, but it was never put on the television, and this year they put it on the television. So we got to find out whether or not our happy couples were still happy couples. Are they? Well, 
Yes and no and no. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, it's confusing. So basically, Annie and Moses are no longer together. They're together as friends, whatever that means, but they're no longer romantically involved. And what the, what time period are we looking at here? How long has it taken? I mean, if only we had access to someone who knew when filming stopped mm. and the, after the final rose In was fact, shot. Like, I could even see a number of fingers raised or anything like that. For, um, for like the number of weeks between approximately... No, no it's not it's even. Not not even. Well, oh, she, te- is, she was tempted. Uh, she was tempted. Not that she can hear us. But anyway, I don't know. I'm guessing like six weeks or so. I don't know. I don't mm. know. But it seemed to me, and I have intel from people who were in the room, that it felt in the room like Annie broke up with Moses. And I don't know that there was much else interesting that happened there. There weren't a lot of bachelorettes there. It looked like a couple of key bachelorettes plus whoever was in Auckland. And then the same with the bachelors uh, for Lexi's. Now, Lexi and Hamish still together. Mm. Well, are they, Jonathan? Because they were still together two weeks ago when that was shot or last, I don't know when it was. Very recently, they were still together. They came on the After the Final Row special and they have a kiss and they're happy. But then, just today, which is yesterday when you're listening to this, uh, she's announced that they've broken up. Well, but that is a reasonably significant time to be with someone, right? Because they have been together for quite a yeah, while. Yeah, they did the summer together. They did. Oh, well, there you go. That gives you an idea of the timeline. And I feel like that's a really great outcome. You know, you, 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 you sort of... Well, I don't know if you suffer. You suffer because of the lack of food and everything, and having to clean your own rooms and everything. Yeah. And then you get a you get a good summer relationship yeah. out of it. I mean, yeah. that's uh, as long as everyone's happy. I th- and also, that was all she said. She said, "I can't wait to spend the summer with you," and she was true to her word. Alex, Casey, are you allowed to come in on the breakup? Are you allowed to come in on the breakup? Mm, uh, yeah, I, um, it's public. It's, it's public just knowledge. knowledge. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's just knowledge. Here's the interesting thing. Over Instagram, mm-hmm. just a couple of days ago, Lexi posted a post from Sunset on Mount Eden at the exact same time as Jack posted Sunset on Mount Eden. Oh, I so, like where this is going. I do too. Also, let's not forget that they both went to explore and did the Instagram posts. You can find me here at Jack Beecroft. Oh, did that happen? Yeah. <gasps> and so I think so, so. Someone in the corner's got a theory that they like they they met up at Splore, and is all on. Can I just say? Yes. Huge corny turnout in the audience. Huge corny turnout. I was flabbergasted. Uh, there's some po- photos posted in the Real Pod Corner, which is our Facebook group. Go along to Facebook.com. <laughs> Facebook.com <laughs> forward slash groups forward slash Real Pod Corner. Carry on as you were. Um, no, that was, I was just g- 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 great to see great to see the gals out. <laughs> they had to swap audiences. I don't know why they made the audience swap places in between the two because they ran the um, the two after the final roses back to back. They were shot at the same time. I mean, Art Green didn't change out of his outfit. There was no there was no remote pretending that this was two separate events. But they made the audience all shift around all the same, uh, and I could see two cornies. There was a close-up of Laura Giddy at one mm-hmm. point, and Lucy Kelly was there as well. I could see those two. And there were others, because they've now posted in the corner photos of themselves from that meetup. Mm. And Amog's in the background of one of the photos. From that was crazy that Amog was just nestled in the audience It's there. just, what do you think that's about? I just can't get enough of it. What is that about? It's just part of Bachelor Nation. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's flying the flag for Bachelor Nation NZ all on his own. And then uh, they got a photo with Damien and Jack. And Love it. Word on the street is that Jack is extremely handsome in real life as well as on the television. Word on my eyes is that that is <laughs> can confirm. Although he's getting a little strange, I will say. No, I think he's had it cut since then. Well, <clears throat> let's just say... The photo that Lexi posted on her Instagram of the Mount Eden sunset, there was a very clear silhouette of a person who looked a lot like Jack's back mm-hmm. with a Jack-type hat on, uh, and he didn't appear to have the mullet here. But it was a very subtle mullet. It might, not be, it might be hard to tell in silhouette whether or not it was still there. There were other people on the mountain too, I should just say. We need to hear from the other people on the mountain. <laughs> if you were on the mountain, <laughs> please podcast at thespinoff.co.nz. Um other news from the taping. You can go back into your little box now again, Alex. Other news from the taping. There was no food there at all except for a Tim Tam grazing table. Were there at least slammable drinks? I don't <laughs> I don't think so. <sighs> You're supposed to be in soundproof room, so sorry. stop giggling. Don't give away the game. Theatre S- of you, the mind. Sorry, can you add in some SFX, Jonathan, of like a coffin door closing right now? <laughs> <laughs> the Crocs chat went on for about 25 minutes, apparently. It's a long time. And that's it. So I just the only other thing I have for real news is more of a question than anything. Alex, come out of your chamber. Is there any last bum news this week? (laughs) 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 She comes out of the coffin only to talk about last bums. Nothing on the last bum front. Okay, let's get... (laughs) (laughs) What does that even mean? It's a whole different toy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's get into reality shit. I have four weeks to decide why I'm going to drop my entire life. I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. Reality check. Oh my god. Oh, I feel like I've been shot. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought it might not be a fun pod because you didn't realise we were even going to be doing it today. Oh dear. Daylight savings is really throwing me off. Can I just say something? Normally I feel like there's like a two week run up to any kind of time change that I know about. This year, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> You're no, thinking no. of level changes. <laughs> level changes, there's, there's often a run-up. Time changes, no. <clears throat> but normally it's like there's ads on telly, everyone's talking about it. Like, well, oh, you know no, what it is? It's, it's the downfall of terrestrial television. We used to get in the ad breaks, we get the, the don't forget to change to check your smoke alarms or daylight savings. That's what we used to get. But, of course, now... Nothing. Nothing. They need to book some pre-rolls on YouTube. Nothing on me smartphone. You should see your hair right now, by the way. (laughs) It's hooked over your headphones. I assume it looks really good. (laughs) You look as dishevelled as you sound. (laughs) I've just really been thrown by it. And then you say that there's a pod today. Okay. Anyway, let's get into it. I just want to say on uh, Daylight Savings, number one, Amber, our our head of video, took her child to to school today. That's not a daylight savings thing, but it is a um, Easter Tuesday <laughs> as, a, as a school as a holiday for schools. And my sister turned up to our Easter thing on time for the first time ever because they didn't realise it was daylight savings. Oh, so I that was a that. happy accident. I'm glad. I'm glad. Something also, out of it. I found out about daylight savings thanks to the spinoff when I was scrolling my phone, scrolling my Facebook, and I think there was like a. I don't know, that that she had home again thing they rolled oh, out every yeah. year. That came up and I was like, Oh, that's nice, is it? 
There you go. That's amazing. I, well, I still don't know when it happened and what happened. <laughs> I don't know what time it is or what day it is. Okay, well, um, it's commitment ceremony day. <laughs> and what happened? <clears throat> Everyone stayed. Well, Patrick got a hand job from Belinda. Oh, my God. <laughs> Delivered no. in the most amazing way. Not that I mean, I don't know how the handjob was delivered. It also didn't take place at the commitment ceremony, no. to be clear. No. The information <laughs> was delivered. They were sort of like, the intimacy's gone up a level. And they were like, Alessandra was like, tell me more. <laughs> like, she loves it. Belinda couldn't say anything. She was really awkward. And then Jake or someone was like, help her out, Patrick. And then he just went, I got a handjob. <laughs> <laughs> and they beeped really it out. Badly. They beeped it out, but rewound and did some lip reading. That's what we came up with. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, they kind of left the boop at the end. <laughs> the boop. I got a beep. <laughs> Patrick was looking very guilty, Denver, not about the handjob. He was looking very guilty, Denver, about the whole Booker and Brett letter situation because he essentially imploded their relationship. And as we will go on throughout today's podcast, we will dissect just how much of a bloody stirrer Patrick is and now Belinda also mm-hmm. bunch mm-hmm. of stirrers mm-hmm. by a bunch I mean two and thank God for it though <laughs> to be honest because <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't have got the best week of reality <laughs> TV in, in the, the antipodes ever <laughs> getting there can we talk about Johnny and Carrie's intimacy while we're talking about um, extremely personal things yes. we strangers are we just going to go straight to the yeah, yeah. Oh, well, what well, commitment ceremony? Was there anything else for Belinda and Patrick? Oh, no, nothing for Belinda and Patrick. For Booker and Brett, Booker was going to leave, but Patrick, uh, but Patrick, Brett did the stay with the coolest, and so they had to stay on. Brett loves to high road Booker <laughs> when it comes to those opportunities. He's yes. always like, I'm going to do the cool thing. Yeah. You snub me, I'm going to come and talk to you. Yeah. You say leave, I'm going to stay. <laughs> with the coolest. <laughs> with the coolest. Um, just one more thing on. Belinda and Patrick, when they were talking about how Belinda wore her red knickers for the um, the sketch mm-hmm. experience, and Alessandra was like, the, the colour of passion. Oh, passion. I thought it was love. Passion. passion. Um, I loved that. Just, I, I loved Alessandra. She's this such week. a good addition. to Like, get rid of the others. Just Alessandra. I think keep John. I say get rid of You think John's had a, I had love a comeback? John. I love John. I like John. the way he slouches back in his seat like he's a bit drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he like rolls his eyes. Like he wears what he's thinking all over yeah. his face. Um, okay, Johnny and Kerry, you want to talk about their sex? Yes. Well, they sort of, uh, subtextually, they needed Patrick to come out and say it, but they were like, the intimacy's awesome. And then Johnny was kind of like, you know what I'm talking about, John? <laughs> and just John slumped on the couch, like, smoking a cigar. And like, Shut up. <laughs> but they characterised themselves as vanilla kinky. Which I thought was sort of interesting. Yeah. And then Alessandra was like, Vanilla Kinky? <laughs> Maybe tomorrow you can be a strawberry kinky. <laughs> and I don't know what that is. It's just a flavour. It's just a fl- it's just get into Neapolitan. Neapolitan, I was gonna say. It's is chocolate. chocolate kinky the final I think, frontier. I think Neapolitan kinky is probably greater than the sum of all parts. Do you think Jason and Alana are Neapolitan? Oh, kinky? they are Neapolitan <laughs> with sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Jake and Beck had turned a corner thanks to the letter that they received this week. That's fine. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> Alana and Jason, her red underwear fixed their entire relationship. The passion. I really hope she took it to 
the dinner pa- her red, I hope she was wearing her red underwear at the dinner party. That's all I can say. Mm. Week, mm. She's going to need it. She's going to need it. Okay, so we're on retreat. Everyone stays. We're on retreat. Hold on. What? We've missed the craziest thing of all. Oh, hang on, Melissa and Bryce. Bryce riding leave. <laughs> Sorry. Crossing it out and riding stay. <laughs> Sorry. To send a message about bullying <laughs> <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it was really, honestly, we talked about office, the Office UK references. Bryce was David Brent <laughs> for an entire week. Woe to go. Um, go to woe. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I dispute that. Okay. Uh, so they, yeah, he, he, Bryce is so sick of Melissa being targeted by Rebecca. Um, Rebecca, by the way, thinks that's an absolutely a load of horse. I <laughs> love that. <laughs> <laughs> he called Rebecca a bully and he knows what a bully is because he Googled it. And uh, <laughs> Melissa, does a lot of Googling, hey? a lot of Googling. Bullying, gonzo. <laughs> um, Melissa feels that she's a couple of steps ahead of, of Bryce and she's scared of being rejected. She's falling in love with him and he's he's not in love with her just yet, but he's hoping no, he's something. Like, like, I'm waiting for something to click into place. place. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best thing about this whole leave stay thing is that he pre-planned it. Yeah, because he'd in his uh, in the moments and all that beforehand, he was like, "I'm gonna do something big tonight. I gotta do something big," and that was his big move. It doesn't. It made no sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. He knew Melissa was going to stay, therefore he was going to have to stay. So what was the point of writing leave in case she wanted to get out? And wrote leave. He didn't want to be the reason she was st- by his logic. He didn't want to be the reason she was stuck in the experiment. Easy way to remedy that. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk also, about it. You stay on leave. If you write leave and then cross it out and put stay, you've control Z'd your leave anyway. So mm. if she had written leave and you've still got stay on there, so it doesn't. None of it makes any sense. None <laughs> of it sends any sort of message to anyone. If he'd just gotten up on the couch and said, "Please don't bully my wife." That would have had exactly the same effect, but but with way less ramifications mm. negatively for Melissa. D- do you think that Bryce... I don't think at all. <laughs> just wanted, just like, had as a pure moment of just like, leave. Like, I want to leave. And then backtracked and no. made this crazy thing up in his head. Or do no. you think that he genuinely believed from day dot that that was... A smart thing to do. I think he wanted to do something shocking at the ceremony mm. and he hadn't thought it through. And I think, <laughs> I think he, um, he maybe maybe he wrote leave was going to write leave thinking that she'd write stay, but then got scared that she was going to write leave as well. I was like, I still want to have my little time on the show. I don't know, but he had replay. He said he was going to do something big, so mm. he had something in mind. God knows what goes through that man's head, if it, anything. It was horrific though when he revealed the envelope and yeah. Melissa like just literally couldn't even. Form any kind of word, no. like she was just. You know, we know she has a fear of rejection, and you know she's only told someone she loves them twelve years ago, and they said thank you, and all this stuff, and it's just like, why him? I know. Patrick really fires up, and <laughs> Bryce is like, the best thing about this experiment is that I don't have to explain it to you, Patrick. Number one, is that the best thing about the experiment? <laughs> <laughs> really, truly, is that what you're taking away from it? Number two. You're more likely to have to explain yourself to everyone in the room on something like this experiment than you mm. would in the real world. Mm. So again, the old cameras and whatnot do- doesn't make any sense. Anyway, what we need from all the stress is a lovely retreat. Yes, and they head off to a place that's nice. And can I just say, looks very lovely. 
Got yeah. your got your giant games. You got your giant chests. You got a lovely mm. pool with um, flamingo floats More and so than on. And swans. Enough pool toys. Um, you've got a secret house. Secret house. So secret hovel with many books for Bryce to read and a very <laughs> high bed with a piano at the end of it. That looked dangerous. Yeah. I thought it was health and safety. If you fall off that, that's definitely at least severe bruising, if mm. not a broken limb. Uh, so Bryce and Melissa found the secret house and then they had unexpected visitors in Jake and Beck. It was such a great scene where Jake and Beck are in the crazy bed piano room. They're having a look around. <coughs> and then Bryce and Melissa, who obviously do not want Jake and Beck to take up residence in, in what they consider to be their spare room. <laughs> <laughs> sidle in the background and sit down on the white couch in the background and just kind of like just be in the room and like just smoke them out. It worked. It totally it did worked. Work. It did work. It smoked them out. And, and Beck and Jake decided to go and stay with, I don't know, wherever I asked was staying, I guess. The funniest bit was when they arrived and Jason was there. Jason's always just kind of hanging out around Bryce and Melissa. And as soon as he saw them come in, he's like, oh, no. I'm going. So I am not oh, yeah. getting involved in that and just kind of like tootled off. I thought that was very good. Well, what about when Bryce um, got his luggage, his and Melissa's luggage, and Jason was around? He was like, come on, come on. I've found a secret house. Come on, <laughs> don't say anything. Don't say anything. And they're like, they're just like scurrying along, wheeling this luggage. And by the time they even get to the house, Beck, Beck and Jake are all, have already looked around for like five minutes. It's so good. But then Beck was like, I don't want to hang out with them anyway. They're fake news. Yeah, a lot of fake news. It's good to hear the Turned to fake news, hey. Um, there was a lot. There was a lot of fake news, and I tell you what, Greyhound should be taken out. She isn't married at first sight, as far as I'm concerned, because there is a lot of throwing under buses. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what you need if you're going to throw someone under a bus? Wow, a bus. <laughs> Incredible. Okay, so the, the first. I mean, it wasn't really a dinner party official, but there was like a casual dinner party night one at the retreat. They're, they're all like shoulder to shoulder. Oh yes, okay. It's post. Pat telling Belinda that he's falling for her and her saying, thanks for sharing, in the spa. Oh, yeah. Are we going to talk about that or was that you saying it? That was me saying it. But okay. do, you, do you want to expand on it? <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> Felt sorry for Pat, but also Pat's starting to annoy me a bit. So. Uh, yeah, the, the Pat trajectory, crazy. That's the amazing thing about this show, right? Everyone's like, if you start high, you end low. <laughs> if you yeah. start low, you go high. It's just amazing. I am, ter- I am terrified for what might happen with Kerry and Johnny in the coming what, week or two because to me they're just like they start on a high they've stayed on a high there's only one place to go from there yeah that's down that's rock bottom okay so party night shit shirt night who? that's what they said it's shit shirt night shit shirt night what does that mean? everyone's wearing shit shirts oh what do they look like? I, I don't, don't know party shirts you know they've got their, their pl- pl- patterned party shirts um, it seems to be very cold because all the girls are freezing and I'm like, this is the joy of being at a place where your accommodation is just 10 feet away. Go get a jumper. Go get a jumper, girl. You'll find that at the pizza party, Melissa turned out with a whole bloody blanket under her arm. Yeah. She wasn't going to make the same mistake again. Not the best pizza party I've ever been to. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll get the, supper, the supper, the supper. The supper. So the key thing pre the supper, right, is Alana oh, yes, and Jason. Yes, yeah. First of all, Alana's vibrator. Hello. Oh. That was a moment. Yeah, I mean, there's a real normalising of vibrators going on in there the media really in general. It's, 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 lovely. it's lovely. It's lovely. It's lovely. Do you got one? Sex positivity. Do you, one? Do you have one? I don't want to talk about me. Oh my god! In my life, do you have one? Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry. It's just, just going to start the conversation. Sorry. I mean, I know you did a well, story. Hold on. Hang on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> 
Do you not have one? <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> I don't have one. You got a spear. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Do you think that's what Belinda's door-to-door sales job is? I still want to know what it is that she sells from door-to-door. It's probably not vibrators, but it might be. It could be. I mean, we saw some photos of Belinda that <laughs> oh came my out. Gosh. Well, some photos of Belinda, like, from her past at, like, raves <clears throat> where she's, like, kissing a girl and, like, hanging out really cosily with a whole bunch of dudes. Mm. And just, it's, look, I'm not saying that she's definitely had a boyfriend. I'm not saying that she's she's not experienced in that area or that she's not shy. But these photos paint a slightly different picture than what we've been fed on the show. I mean, told on the show. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Strawberry so, Kinky. Yeah. Um, it was a very funny scene anyway. I mean, Jason sort of got accusing the vibrator of being the enemy. Do you know what I thought it was? <clears throat> I thought it was one of... <laughs> no. I thought it was one of those um, <laughs> things you... Like those face brushes, that, like the foaming... It's a oh, brush yes, that yes, get, yes. really gets deep into the pores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Clarisonic. So, so to speak. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. thought it was like a, a limited edition pink one of those, mm. but twas not. Twas not. And it went off in her bag oh, and she was funny. trying to shut the suitcase. <laughs> that was, that's part of the reason I also believe that this was the best week. Just like moments of just pure comedy. Like it just was like, it was like a perfect comedy and a perfect drama and a perfect soap all at once yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Everyone was acting exactly as they should have. Yeah. Um, my friend who was watching the dinner party with me as we were going into it was like, this is Shakespearean. Yes. It was because there was, oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Anyway. This first is a night, very serious podcast. So much going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, of course, the yes, J- Jason says that Bryce's actions are heroic. Alana's not very happy about, uh, when I say Bryce's actions, it, it's the leave stay thing at the commitment ceremony. Yeah. And Jason I, is like, bravo, bro. <laughs> that's hero, that's king shit. Yeah. I mean, maybe like that was a brave thing to do, might have been a good way to term it. As opposed to like bold thing. Bold, to do. Well, that's what I mean. Like brave, brave to throw yourself to the lions like that. Yeah. I but, guess so. But anyway, <clears throat> Alana, not happy that uh, Jace is such good friends with, with Gonzo. And, <laughs> and, it all just it all just immediately comes up when they're all sitting around. The whole bullying thing comes up. The 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 group demand that Bryce apologizes to Rebecca. He doesn't. He says he's too big to apologize to Rebecca. Does a, a burp. Did you hear the burp? Oh no! It was a real nice real pop <laughs> moment. Like Melissa's sitting there all small and sad because shit's blowing up around her again. He, he does a kind of like a nonchalant burp and just like whispers sweet nothings into her ear, oh, and then kisses her, kisses, kisses her right after the burp. Like he no. still had burp taste on him. Oh, it's classic Bryce, though, isn't it? It is. And Jake's like, "You do you." And we'll do us in terms of those two couples, right? Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the end. Is it? No. Is it? Far from it. <laughs> they all agree. Then Jason and Bryce go off for a chat and Alana immediately brings up Jason's heroic comment to the group. Mm-hmm. The group, including Melissa, still sitting here. And it was like she was it's like she wasn't even there. And I could see in that moment, like that really encapsulated the whole issue I think Melissa's having is mm. like a lot of talking about her, not to her, and right in front of her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the tension of the group, right? Is they whenever they get a moment where Bryce isn't there, they need to talk about everything around Bryce. Yeah, it's just often Melissa. It's <laughs> just like, hello, hello. <laughs> yeah. Well, often she's not there because she follows Bryce wherever yeah, he goes. She does. Um, to her peril, because she missed a great girls' night, but more about that later. <laughs> anyway, she walks off upset, which is completely understandable. Then 
what happened? He, she walked off. Jason and Bryce were when, chatting yes. at the little patio table. And then I think, did they go back? They, then they were turned up to the dinner. They did go to the dinner. And that's when Melissa was like, this has been the most difficult time of my life. Bryce is my support. I know you guys don't get it, but it's really difficult having it brought up time and time again. Can we just let it lie? Mm-hmm. And Bryce is obviously involved. And then Jake stands up and is like, don't deliver a message to someone who's sitting down because Bryce is saying some stuff to Rebecca. I yeah. can't even remember. This time, it's like it's it was just, just like a scene. It looked like the Last Supper, and Bryce was standing up, yelling at everyone. Yeah, <laughs> and he was bright red. Everyone was bright red. Everyone was really drunk. Jason, in particular, was on one. Um, and then Jake tried to kind of meet Bryce at his level, and I think which was something he regretted because you know Jake tries to be kind of a bit more restrained, chilled out guy, um, and. I don't remember how it ended either. I just remember Jason and Alana having the biggest bust up. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a pretty good summary. When Jake was like, don't stand up and deliver a message to someone who's sitting down, sit down, mate. And then Bryce was like, you sit down. Like, they, he, he can, <laughs> just can't, you know. And they left. Johnny then followed them. That's a bit you're missing. When Johnny followed oh, them yeah. out and kind of did some counselling yeah. with them. Did such a great job. And then returned to the room and was like, look, Bryce and Melissa, you know, they instantly calm each other down. It was really endearing. I just think you guys should know that. And it was at that point that Alana suggested that Jason talk to Bryce and try and, you know, like calm him down or whatever. And then it all bloody blows up. Yes. And Beck's stirring constantly. I have a real problem with Beck, by the way. Everyone's everyone's stirring. It's just a big old cauldron. <laughs> Hubble, Hubble bubble toil and trouble. Another Shakespeare reference for you. When you talk about Jake standing up and that being out of character for him, I agree that it is. But I also think that because it impressed Melissa that time, he said, don't swear at my life, wife like that. And he's desperate for any form of attention from her. Oh, from BX. Yeah. yeah, I think he's like, maybe this is my in. If I kind of, because he even said later on in the week, he was like, you know, I think she appreciated it and I hopefully that makes it more, me more attractive to her. So now he's like taking it as in, at the same time they're cutting back to her going, Ugh, I don't like it when he does that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it when his mouth moves and words come out. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> so yes, there is, um, <clears throat> there is a big blot between Alana and Jason because she threw him under the bus. He's He's drink driving his life at this point. He was like... <laughs> Slumped over, stumbling side to side. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to have anything to do with her at this point because he can't trust her. They basically said to each other, he said, you're unbearable. You will never see me again after this. But yeah. as he was doing that, he's like drunkenly <laughs> trying to take off his loafers. <laughs> to reveal sockets! Sockets! <laughs> I told you the men wear sockets. They're wearing the sockets. (laughs) It Uh, looked so bad. (laughs) There's a shot of him sitting down, like shot through a doorway of him sitting down looking really defeated and just the sockets were icing on the cake. (laughs) It was such a nice moment for us personally. It makes your feet look so tiny and funny. (laughs) (laughs) The next day he's quite hungover obviously. Um, Mel and Bryce go find him. They drag him out of bed and they have (laughs) a lovely game of tennis with their other friends, Kerry and Johnny. Sorry, their only friends is the... (laughs) <laughs> with Kerry and Johnny and Jason's there as well he's just like <laughs> sitting around in the background looking hang- hungover sulking as eh? all hell yes yeah it's like a kid brought to like an adult's party kind yeah. of thing <laughs> just glowering well, where at Bryce sunglasses. is one of the adults which yeah, is great yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
all the t- all this time, Book and Brett, do you remember them? Vaguely. They fed some ducks and then they were like, let's start again. Yeah. They hadn't spoken since the commitment ceremony. And then Brett had a go at jumping into bed with Pat and Belinda. I don't think much happened there. But, um, yeah, they worked things out and then they had some sex. Amazing. Yeah. Great. Yes. <laughs> I'm kind of over them. Same. Uh, what else have we got? Um, oh, before we get to the pizza party, can I just tell you how I th- why I think Beck is the devil? Yes. I just think she is very disingenuous. I think she's really mean about Jake behind his back and stuff. And it, I think she's stringing him along for her own tally time and for the Instagram likes. Mm-hmm. That's why me and Bryce are on the same page at the moment. <laughs> I, I also didn't like the way that last week at the dinner party she drew Liam in to kind of goad at Melissa and use Melissa to get to Bryce, like deliberately sort of feeding Melissa stuff to get her upset so that Bryce would get cranky. Mm. I just think she kind of uses people for her own ends. I do feel like that's what's really been made clear this week. And also that, like... Sometimes I kind of buy Bryce and Melissa. Yeah, me and which too. is like makes things even more complicated because I feel like it's very uh, uh, Melissa's obviously quite a vulnerable person. It's very sensitive and emotional. But then maybe Johnny has like done the best PR for them ever because the fact that Johnny and Kerry hang out with them and mm. the fact that Johnny joined that weird thruple for a minute <laughs> and like did that commentary, I was kind of like, maybe it's not as clear cut as we think. I, I can't tell if. I mean, it was pretty clear to me, I thought, that Bryce was very controlling. But now I'm just wondering if Melissa's just really submissive. Or it's probably a bit of both. Yeah. Like the bit where he decided not to go to the boys' night. Did she? Did he do that knowing that would mean she wouldn't want to go to the girls' night? Or did he ask her not to go to the girls' night? Or did he insist she should go and she insisted that she wouldn't? We'll never know. We'll never know. I think they said he said that he was like, "Go, go, girl." Yeah, but I'm not sure that we. Can, I'm not sure we can believe that. I'm not sure we can believe Bryce. As you know, says, fuck it. I take it all back. I hate Bryce. <laughs> I changed my mind. Okay, the reason <laughs> I'm like big on Bryce at the moment mm. is he's so bad. He's good. Like okay. he is so David Brent. Yeah, like we said. Never more so than at the pizza party. <laughs> He's beyond caricature. Like it when is. he arrives and everyone's icing him out and he's just trying to like weasel his way in. He's like, oh, I love a homemade pizza. Like <laughs> just trying to say anything. I know. It's so, so good. And like I th- when I think back to last week's dinner party in Book and Brew, I found that horrible to watch. I found it really toxic and horrible and like really I don't know there's obviously a lot about Bryce and Melissa and all the interactions with everyone else that are pretty toxic as well but because Bryce is such a caricature I I just can't help but laugh (laughs) yeah it's like it's so shocking and outrageous it's like a pantomime and not like it's hard to comprehend that he's a real person now no one I mean even Kiri and Johnny they preface this whole pizza party as like, this is a chance to have some fun. Everyone just wants to leave everything behind, have some fun, have a good night, no drama. And the first thing that happens is that Belinda wants to address the elephant in the room. <laughs> now, Belinda and Patrick are really, they are on, they are, they've got the big spoon out and they're stirring. Yeah. They're really on a roll. Um I can't remember how it comes up, but Bryce mentions that he's like living in a. Pa- we're living in the. Pa- we're living in a palace, 
about their little oh, secret about house. Their little house. <laughs> Piano Palace. <laughs> he also says the pizza party is really boring. Mm-hmm. There's no banter. Mm-hmm. Does big sort of comical yawns and is like, check the footy score, would you make? <laughs> to like someone when he goes to get a drink. It's just it's just incredible. Like <laughs> yes, I do love it. Um but then everything kicks off and stops being boring real fast. Yeah, it gets real good real fast. Uh, so there's a lot of pressure for Bryce to apologise still about the Rebecca incident at the commitment ceremony, calling her a bully. I don't think calling Rebecca a bully is as bad as doing the leave-stay thing. No. So I don't know why this is such a big deal. But he decides he's going to get up and apologise. <laughs> And what kind of apology is it? It's more of a um, a knighting ceremony. No, this is before the knighting. Oh, before the knighting. This is before Excuse the knighting. Me. He says, I apologise to the group that someone's playing mind games with my wife. <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot about that. And then the knighting happens. And there was foreshadowing of the knighting when they talked about kings and queens, how to play chess. That was amazing. Really early on in yeah. the retreat week. They talked about how to play chess and they were saying, like, that you know, the whole object is for the king to take the queen or so- something like that. And he was like, hmm, interesting. And then he used that. Amazing. And he crowned Jake king of the experiment. And then he went to crown Beck queen of the experiment. And this is where I can't abide Bryce. Got into mm. her personal space, tried to give her a peck on the cheek. Mm-hmm. She broke down in tears. Um, just like a horrifying. It was awful. He's a big dude, right? And he, you know, like he to have him kind dude. of like, you, you know that he can get aggro and he's commanding the space. So to have him walk forwards to you and then like get his face right up close to your face would be yuck as all hell. And she did say, even as he was approaching her, she's just like, get the fuck away yeah. from me. Like, no, like, no, no. She's having no time for it. And. Yeah, just yuck. And then he kind of storms off right after that when she's like, go away, nobody likes you, nobody wants you here. And then he said, fake tears, Rebecca, just like your fake Instagram likes, (laughs) which I believe is endorsed by Jane Yee. (laughs) (gasps) How do you feel now? Cancel. I I endorse the fun comments. (laughs) I don't endorse. It's actually his second uh, little, what's it called? Simile, because he did fake he said, oh, lie, just like you're lying through your fake teeth. Your fake teeth, yeah. yeah. He's, He's got a little laundry list. A lot of, lot of fake, fake, fake talk. He is, <laughs> the other thing he said, which I love, oh, I'm sorry, I should, I, this is painful some peop- for, for people, and I'm finding it humorous. How bad is that? But he said to Melissa, um, after all this had gone down, I'm just so sick and tired of you seeing you upset by that feral human being. That's named Rebecca. <laughs> Even just this, like, his refusal to call her Bex. Yeah. And always just say Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's just, it's a masterclass. I definitely, like, if I, in a romantic partner, I look for someone who's got a name that can be shortened so that I can call them by their short name all the time. Of course. And then when when angry, when I've got the pip, I can then use the full extended version yeah. of the name. Like, do you do that with Joe? Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I don't think I've ever called him Joseph. Well, I think face. you should start, but just when you're cross. Joseph? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jason and Alana make up. They sit down on a bench. After all the craziness that happened, has happened, Jason gets some perspective. He sits down with Alana. He says sorry, and she immediately says sorry. This is the thing. Sometimes you just need for one of you to say sorry, mm. and the other person will immediately say sorry, and then everything is fine, and you have sex again. A lot of sex. A lot of sex. 
I did like how the catalyst for this, though, was actually Melissa, wasn't it? Taking Alana aside and saying, I've spent the day with Jason, he's been a sulky little shit, and he's been, but he's also been saying really nice things about you. We asked him what he likes, and he listed off a million things. Yeah. I don't think Alana did her. anything about that, though. It was Jason who, after the big blow up at the dinner party the night before, at the pizza party, oh, was, was like, I don't know. I see, yeah, he reached out. Ah. But she was more open to it. She was. She would have been more open to it because Melissa to pass on the information. There was a boys' night and a girls' night. And um, Belinda did her hair in two huge piles on the, her head. The <laughs> biggest buns I've ever seen. I mean, that was really something. I wanted, I really want to cut her hair. Do you? Yeah. Like personally. Wow. Like I don't want her to go and get a haircut. I want to cut it. I want the satisfaction. Like a Samson and Delilah situation. Her hair is her power. What power? (laughs) (laughs) It can only be weighing her down when she's dancing. You can't do a a lovely little ballerina bun with that amount of hair. It's like having a loaf of bread on your head. (laughs) (laughs) But it could be part of it's contemporary dancer, right? So the hair is part of it. The hair is a character. I just at least trim the ends, you know? (laughs) Oh, so yeah. you're just coming at it from like a pure sort of hair health cosmetic. Oh, hair health, hair health, a bit dry at the ends. I <laughs> think <laughs> she's had it, had it trimmed in a while. But also, I just like all I can imagine is like her, what her drains must be like, and like when they're having a patch, how much would just be like a mouthful of hair all the time. Oh, the drains must be crazy. She didn't even put her hair up when she went in the spa. There's no reason for her hair. That spa's going to be like already damaged here to be dangling around in <laughs> already damaged hair <laughs> to be dangling around in the chlorine, getting more damaged. That's true. Anyway. No, yeah. I mean, I'm glad you're looking out for her. <laughs> I just lo- I love her fashion evolution. Wow, it's incredible. A wow, a wow, a wow. wow. <laughs> We're not even at the dinner party yet. We will get there. She, but even at the girls' catch up, I've got a note here. Hound Dog. Do you remember the store Hound Dog? You wouldn't, would you? No. Okay, there was a store in the early 2000s called Hound Dog. It was a St. Luke's. Um, I think there may have been one in town. I'm not sure. But it was real raver kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she dresses like she shops there. Someone who's listening will know what I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm sure. Jonathan, do you know what she's talking about? No, I never raved. I, I raved. I raved. <laughs> raved up a storm. Wow. Uh, I got very short skirts from Hound Dog. I got some... Moon boots from there, <gasps> some shiny Velcro moon boot things. Oh wow! Uh, everything was very, very tight, very, very lycrae. Basically, mm. exactly what you see uh, Belinda wearing all the time. And so, this was what twenty years ago. Yes. So, is, is this the fa- is this the cycle? Is this is this it? I mean, I don't know now. if it's the cycle or if it's just Belinda because I'm not sure I see everyone else doing it. I do have a fashion thing I want to talk to you about though. Another one. Okay. When's cutouts going to be done? Cut out. You know, cut out bits of dresses uh, with bits missing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I hope like it for myself. <laughs> I've never done it. Neither I've never had a cut out. I don't think ever. Neither. Not on purpose anyway. My nightmare is one day being in one of those tops where the shoulders are cut out. I have real shoulder, like, oh, I'm shoulder. really self-conscious oh, about my shoulders. Yes. Well, and my don't... nightmare is being dressed in one of those one day that really like, emphasises the shoulder curve and Can I talk to you about being, being dressed in? You obviously fancy yourself as someone who's going to be dressed by someone at some point. Because, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, when I think about who's going to dress me, I think me in the mornings looking at my closet. Anyway. Maybe if you, when I'm dead. If you're in a situation where you're going to be dressed. <laughs> my coffin. Can you learn from my mistakes? Don't wear anything you don't want to wear. 
Because when I moved house recently, I found all my old magazine stories and things from when I used to be on the... T- Did you know I used to be on the Did you watch? <laughs> what, what, what channel? <laughs> there were a few. Wow. Anyway, um, and there's some, like, I was just wearing hideous things. At the time, I hated, but the stylist was like, this is great. it's really, really good on you. And so I reluctantly wore it. And future me absolutely regrets not having enough balls to stand up and say, no, I will not wear that. Thank you very much. Mm. So if someone does try to dress Put you me in a, shoulder, in a shoulderless, shoulderless top outfit when you're <laughs> on the front page of a magazine, <laughs> I'm going to say, no, thank you, sir. Yes, or madam. Or madam. Yeah, it's 2021. So. That's right. Well, be, yeah. yeah. Um, great. Glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> I don't even know where we are in know, the maths um, journey. Belinda's shopping at Hound Dog in my mind. Okay. Oh, yeah. Lads and gals. Melissa says... Well, Bryce is having a big sulk, right? Um, And Melissa says, I'm not going to come to girls' night, even though Belinda makes a special journey all the Mm. way to the secret house. And she didn't even let them know in advance. They waited until Belinda turned up, and then you knew as soon as Liz, because they've been turning up very late to everything, so Mm. we weren't sure whether or not they were going to make it. But as soon as Melissa opened the door and she's still in her civvies (laughs) with a messy bun, you knew she wasn't going to the girls' night. No. And it was sad, you know. Melissa's never really had her own time with the gals to... You know, no. chat about her feelings and whatnot. But I also don't blame her because you know that they're going to just get on her case about Bryce. Whom she loves inexplicably, but she does. Yeah. Like, why would you want to go into that? People just, everyone just wants her to just let rip, right, and have a complete. Yeah. There is a real mob mentality going on in this season, mm. which not undeserved in terms of its target. But certainly there's fallout for Melissa. She just gets caught up in the chaos. And also, you're not going to get through to anyone by just, like, all of your tech. Like, Johnny's taking the right approach. Like, yes. trying to talk to him about it, you know, and get to know them and give them an opportunity to talk their side of the story. Everyone else is just, like, diving all in and attacking. And Bryce, bless him, bit defensive. Bit a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> defensive. A little bit, eh? Always ready to go. Um, at the lads' night, Sans Bryce, they seem to have about 7,000 empty beer bottles within five seconds. Which <laughs> leads to this conversation. That that was a kind of a throw to you. Like, I was trying to do that. Oh, right. I thought you were going to play a clip. No, 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 no. I was just trying to... Jonathan, I thought you had a clip. He doesn't have a clip. <laughs> no one has a clip. <laughs> we don't have budget for clips. I thought we were going to have a clip. No, tell you who needs a clip, I don't know what though. happens next. <laughs> Belinda needs a clip in her hair. <laughs> no, I was trying to do that thing that, that like breakfast radio hosts do where, like, you... We, we know each other so well, you know what I'm going <laughs> to say. I you at all. Oh. No, I'm joking. Jane. I really thought that was a clip. Do you not remember from the telly? <laughs> Um, no, I was going to say I wanted you to talk about the who, who the guys all want to bang. Who do they want to bang? Kerry! Oh, yes! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everyone wants to bang natural Kerry because she looks natural. Yeah. I just started talking about looks again. But within the world of the show, that's what people that's, keep saying. That was their justification, that she's natural. But not, not um, Liam is not, not just because she looks natural, but also... He's attracted to her mind. <laughs> that she's so down to earth and lovely. Yeah. 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 And he so. struggles with Georgia because she takes a long time to get ready. Takes a long time to get ready. I take a bit of time to get ready. How long? Uh, I mean, it depends what for, but I'm a bit of a procrastinator, so I'll like start getting ready and then I'll play a game on my phone. And then oh, I'll yeah. continue getting ready and then I'll eat something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just don't move at a fast pace yeah. in general. 
If you were on the show, you just wouldn't show up, eh? I wouldn't show up. getting ready. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'll be like, party's here, bitches, at the dinner party, and it would just be the guys clearing the table. <laughs> dinner is it's finished. Served. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Damn. Damn. my joke. We're off. A- no, do it again. Dinner is finished. <laughs> Johnny narrates sex, by the way. Yeah, that was a little personal reveal from Karen. No, no, and she's like, Johnny's going to kill me for saying this. And I wonder if it's going to come up somewhere. Are we going to see him being embarrassed by the fact she's revealed this, or is that just it? I think he'll probably love it. He, he seems pretty open about their sex life. And he's very happy. Loves to involve everybody, including all the experts. <laughs> he's very, he's very happy to learn that all the, the guys um, want to want to would if they had the opportunity, they like his life. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. He d- uh, Johnny, amazing. Johnny and Kerry, some of the best people I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, the fact that they never, like, they never react. I feel like if there was someone else, they might have got really mad. If everyone was like, I want, I want natural Kerry. Yeah. And he's like, nah, great. Love I it. got the, I got the good I one. I love it. <laughs> okay. On to the dinner party. Belinda's outfit. It's an episode in itself. Was this Hound Dog as well, or is this something else? This is. Some, this, it's the basis of Hound Dog with a, a little bit of je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> it looked quite sort of like Lizzie McGuire that sort of era, like sort of teen pop star. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. I did have this feeling like, is that just one of her dance outfits? She just brought a whole bunch of dance outfits. Joe did make the point. That a lot of her clothes look homemade. <laughs> oh my god! Is she a little seamstress in a She could time? be a seamstress. Um, Stitch on those little hearts, you know. Though the stars, so she was wearing. She, maybe she's bought her bloody sewing machine to the experiment. And the reason I say this is that remember when Coco got a lot of attention for her tits, drop and pop and rhinestone sheer bodysuit number. Yeah. This was like the white version of that mm. with stars. Mm-hmm. Similar vibe. A crop top, the Lundies underneath, and then a and full then sort of knitting wrap around situ. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, knots. it was really something, wasn't it? Very. I wouldn't myself, but if I looked like Belinda, maybe I would. I don't know why anyone would wear anything white to a dinner party. <laughs> to a dinner party. Sight. <laughs> Crying out loud. There is definitely... Um, sort of gravies involved yeah. Yeah. and always the red wine. But good on Belinda. She's clearly having a huge moment. She is having a huge moment. She took off all her clothes to surprise Patrick as well. That's right. Got completely naked completely and just walked starkers. into the room. And then, I mean, maybe is that when the... The beep. <laughs> beep drop. <laughs> beep drop. Um, but poor Patrick. I mean, I, that's... Stroke causing stuff. I mean, he would have been given, got a hell of a fright, not because it was bad, but like a good fright. Yeah. I just don't know that he's prepared <laughs> for something like that. And when she talks about how, like, it was, you know, I gave Patrick a surprise and it was nice and things are going along nicely, and then they cut to Patrick just stuffing his face with an hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> love those little moments in post. So love good. it. Love it. So good. Um, um, we had another um, someone struggle to open something again. I feel like that's a recurring thing at these. Um, before the dinner party, I think Georgia had a Prashishko oh, yeah. drama. <laughs> she, she did. <laughs> no, she said, there's one thing I know how to do. It's pour, a, it's pour bubbles, pour champagne or something. And then she proceeded to pour very, a very Absolutely frothy. <laughs> Is it frothy? Is that what you say? When there's lots of bubbles at the top? Um, I know you do for beer, but do you for wine? 
Jonathan? It's got a big, big, big lot, lot of head on it or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's not till next week. <gasps> oh. Uh, Bryce arrives and he's like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> again, very David Brentish. Love it. <laughs> Melissa snubs the girls again to go and sit with Bryce. And she is just like a sad little puppy dog following him around. You know how I mentioned earlier that my friend said it was like Shakespeare going into the dinner party? And that's because we knew there were two key acts that were going to happen. I love the fact they gave us an agenda in the lead up to this this party. <laughs> Act one, Pat's going to say something. Mm-hmm. Pat's going to say something to Bryce, okay? Everyone knows Pat's going to say something except for Bryce. Number two. Alana needs to say something to Melissa about what she's heard Bryce has been saying behind her back. And we don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. But we know that there's something. And you can see it on Alana's face. Yes. The experts, by the way, I've decided, not very good experts, (laughs) the whole time when they're commentating the dinner party, they're saying things like, oh, she doesn't look happy. (laughs) Something's gone wrong. And I'm like, my... Six-year-old could tell you that. That's yeah. not, I don't pay you $200 an hour <laughs> to tell me I'm a bit sad when I'm crying. Thank you very much. I, just, I think they're just stating the goddamn obvious. I love them trying to pretend that they don't know what's going no, on. No. Like, hmm, there seems to have been a conflict. Yeah. yeah. Is there something, has something <laughs> happened in the week where we definitely have not seen them or heard anything from production about what's been going on? <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's like on Seven Days when they're like, Someone, one of the comedians has to, like, get the right answer and, like, just not, you can't make a joke. You just have to be like, I think it's um, the vaccine. <laughs> You're like, like oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so Patrick bails up Bryce and says, the whole experiment, you've been an absolute cockhead. This is again about apologising and so on and so forth. It's just the same shit over and over and over again. And I can't remember exactly how it comes up. About, I think, it's, in, it's in, in the moment, I think, that Bryce is um, saying, but, you know, like, I'm, I look after Melissa, I protect her. I'm always been a big advocate in this whole experiment for respect towards women. <laughs> a, hilarious. B, David Brent. David Brent. How can I hate women? My mum's <laughs> one. <laughs> Not just because it involves me, because it degrades women, which I hate. <laughs> It's incredible. Okay. Bryce actually apologises to Beck. It seemed, from what I could tell, like a genuine apology. Yeah. I mean, it was a Bryce apology. This is apologising now, by the way, for getting in her personal space, which he has admitted was the wrong thing to do. Jason approached him before the dinner, like at the cocktail bit of the dinner party to say, hey, you know, you should really, that wasn't a cool thing to do. Bryce admitted it wasn't cool. He then apologised. Beck does not accept it. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Bryce leaves. And then Patrick has a really fucked moment of, um, of like, logic. When Belinda is team Bryce on this one, she's like, he apologised. That's what you wanted. And he's like, well, I don't think it was genuine. Mm. And he said, Beck didn't accept it, therefore it wasn't genuine. Right, and she said, well, she had accepted it, would you think it was And genuine? then Patrick was like, oh, <laughs> don't talk sense to me. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bryce is storming down the NASA Hall of yes. Fame corridor <laughs> behind the dinner party, trying to take off his mic yeah. pack and having a full meltdown. 
It's so good. What's best is when he comes back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a guilty little kid who has a huge tantrum and then realises they're being mental. Okay, so Melissa addresses the room in Bryce's absence. She tells them all that same stuff again. She has a, she, she actually, when she talks, she, she presents a good argument, which is like, look, I love him. I know you guys don't see it. I know you only see what happens at the commitment ceremonies and at the dinner parties, and he comes across as a right wanker. But for all my sins... He's my husband, and I love him, and I'm going to stick by him, and you don't realise, but you're just, like, bringing us closer together by ganging up on us kind of thing. She also revealed, we've spoken about moving, and we've spoken about having children. Yes. Yeah. Just, like, really full on. Yeah, really full on. Anyway, Bryce comes back in the room. She asks him, are you all right? As he sits down, he goes, yeah, toilet, bad chicken. Oh, yeah. How fragile is your masculinity that you'd rather admit to having diarrhea than that you had a bit of a tanty? <laughs> also, he couldn't follow through on the storm out. You know what I mean? Like he's like he's pulled off the mic pack and he's like, no one's coming. No one's following me. Where's Melissa? I have to go back. Oh. What am I going to say? Toilet. Bad chicken. Bad chicken. Also, that's oh. a bit of an insult. It's being thrown under the bus. Throw throw the caterers under the bus. Yeah, the, no, the nothing, chefs, the hardworking chefs. Nothing wrong with the chicken, by all accounts. No, well, everyone else was. Well. Yeah, but no prices count. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's Act One done and dusted. There was an amazing. There was an awkward silence after oh, that. Oh, the when Bryce sat down, and then Brett just kind of looked around and went, "I nearly died the other day." <laughs> Which and had a great anecdote to back it up with. And I think in that silence, I don't think he was reaching. I think he was making sure that his story was good enough to do what it needed to do, and it did. It really he delivered. Did. He delivered. Then Alana pipes up. Now, Alana probably could have done this separate from the group. I can't believe that she was going to do this at the table. I know. I was certain she was going to pull Melissa aside yeah. and do it under the plants, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> when she said Melissa, I thought the next words out of her mouth were going to be, can we go for a chat for yeah. a second? But instead, it was just like, it was just she couldn't even contain it for one second longer. No. It just had to come out. And what the revelation was what? The revelation was that Bryce, she's, first of all, she said she heard it with her own ears, but then she actually said that she heard it from Jason. But that Bryce had said that Melissa was going to be single by the end of this. That by New Year's. New Year's. Specifically. <laughs> oh. She was going to be single. Classic Bryce just talk about New Year's, eh? It's like a, anything. <laughs> like <laughs> Newies? Yeah. <laughs> going to be single for Newies. Yeah. Jason is so pissed. He is visibly so pissed off at Alana. <laughs> Alana has been in conflict over this because she knows that if she says something that Jason's going to get upset with her. I'm sure he would have appreciated it. Perhaps if she, I mean, why didn't she talk to Jason about it first and say, I feel like I need to tell Melissa this? Because she knows how he's going to react. Yeah, like, I think she, she was just like, she's like, I am going to tank my own relationship to tell the truth. Yeah. And I fucking respect Alana for that. But what's the point? Because Melissa doesn't believe her. We know that Melissa will blindly follow anything that Bryce says. Bryce, of course, denies it. Uh, Alana's throwing Jason under the greyhound. And we're, <laughs> no, it's like lose-lose for everyone. Except for Bryce. Except for Bryce. <laughs> except for Bryce who's got this... Like, loyal to a fault wife. Yes. But at least Alana can, like, go, well, I did everything yeah. that I could and I had this information and it was the right thing to do. Jason puts a napkin I over know, I love his that. head. Love it. 
Love the and just like head. sinks into his chair because basically she reveals the only way she knows that information yeah. is because Bryce told Jason yeah. and Jason told her. The problem here, and I know that you respect Lana for doing this, in the same way that I sort of respected Coco for talking to Sam all those many, remember that? Remember oh, a thousand God. years ago when, when Coco and Samantha were a thing? They were a thing. I mean, they might have been. Who knows? Anyway, but I respected Coco for talking to Samantha, but she should have told Cam she was going to do it because Jason had just had an upset with Alana a couple nights ago and really nearly taken the relationship to the brink based on the fact that she brought something up at dinner in front of everyone that kind of threw him under the bus, mm-hmm. exposed him for talking about stuff that, um, you know, about his mate and put, painted him in a bad light. She's done it again, only on a like, more spectacular level. But if she had done it somewhere else... It wouldn't have been as good. It wouldn't have been the, <laughs> you're right. It wouldn't have been a Shakespearean. It wouldn't have been a Shakespearean. And we respect Shakespeare. We here do. We're on the big, real fight. big fans of um, Will's Billy Billy Shakey Billy Shake Billy Shakes Billy Shakes. <laughs> and that is the real pod. We will be back next week with more. I'm assuming Duncan will be back to give his recap. Who's Duncan. Of- a dinner party or some such. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan, for recording. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Alex, Thank for you, doing Jane. this podcast you didn't know you were doing. I think you did a great job. Thank you very much. You did a great job. <laughs> Thank you, Cornies, and yes, we'll see you next week. Bye. for lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin-Off. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spin-Off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.